The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello and welcome to this edition of Stockhead Rock Yarn. I'm your host, Peter Strachan, and today we're delighted to have Aidan Patel in in front of the microphone yet again. Aidan is the Managing Director of Auroch Minerals, a nickel-focused exploration company uh, with a very active program, and so we're very excited to uh, catch up with Aidan and find out what's going on. I know uh, we've seen some drilling results from their Nepean project, Aidan, and perhaps we can start there and perhaps you can tell us what's the significance of the results you've got so far. And I know you're you're still drilling there and, and what, what you're aiming for there. Yeah, g'day, Peter. Thanks very much for having us again. Um, certainly pretty exciting results at Nepean. So we're probably two-thirds of the way through our current 3,500-metre RC program, our maiden drilling program at Nepean. Um, and as you said, we've, we've announced the first six holes. We've had the results for the first six holes. Um, these were very focused on the near mine mineralisation. So what we set out to do is really to join um, the existing mineralisation that's around the, the remnant mineralisation around the Nepean mine um, to some very high grade shallow mineralisation that was discovered in drilling in 2008 to the south of the mine. So there was about a 200 metre gap roughly between the existing mine and the, this new high grade pod that was found. Um, so we, we put some drill fences in between um, and the first six holes certainly showed some very high grade, um, quite thick intersections, um, you know, within 70 metres from surface realistically up to 5.6% nickel, which is pretty special um, at any depth really, and up to half a percent copper. So we successfully joined the existing remnant mineralisation of the Nepean mine right through this gap um, to, the, to the high grade mineralisation to the south. Um, and I guess what that means is that we have over 500 metres of strike um, with up to two lenses of high-grade massive nickel sulphides. Each of these is sort of three to six metres average on um, thickness um, within 100 metres from surface. So really does present a case for a potential shallow open pit uh, mining scenario that could really generate some significant early cash flow. So we will be certainly looking into that as we move forward. So, Aidan, uh, what's the mineralogy? Is this a fresh rock that uh, that would be suitable for the Kalgoorlie uh, nickel concentrator? Uh, most certainly, it's, it's nickel sulphides. It's it's within the transition zone uh, and into the fresh rock zone. So we expect to see some violite, but certainly it's it's fresh uh, primary sulphides for the main part. So most definitely suitable all for the Cambelda processing facilities, and that's obviously where the Nepean. Uh, all used to go back in the day in 1970 to 1987 when it produced over 33,000 tonnes of, of high-grade uh, nickel sulphides. So um, certainly expect that to go straight through the Cambelda um, processing facilities. And the, the copper's uh, not an issue? That's an extra bonus for the for BHP if they get that? Certainly uh, BHP will, will pay copper credits if it's a, a high enough threshold, which I expect the grades we've got will certainly meet that threshold, correct? So yeah, um, nickel nearly twenty thousand US dollars a ton. So you know that's um, uh, like a thousand dollars a ton for uh, for ore at five percent nickel. It's uh, be good if you could find some more like that. 
it's certainly pretty special, yeah. So, um, as I said, you know, the simple maths of the 500 metres of strike, you know, we fully expect that would come out roughly around 3,000 to 4,000 tonnes of contained nickel. Um, and certainly at these current prices, that's fairly significant cash flow. So it is shallow enough to be open pitted. You wouldn't sort of develop underneath it from the underground mine and, and drop it down and dig it out that way? No, I think it certainly makes sense for for an open pit scenario. Um, and what that does as well uh, as a secondary bonus, I guess, is it really opens up the chance then to decline off that um, possible open pit and back down into the old workings. Um, and that gives us the ability to maybe um, open up some drill cutties and really explore that depth potential at Nepean from, from an underground drilling perspective rather than the, the, the deeper holes drilled from surface. So have you, uh, those results that you reported, are they all of the results from that area or, or are you still waiting on those? I know you're drilling regionally. We can talk about that in a minute. But have you still got more results from around the old mine setting? Uh, yeah, we did 10 holes there, so we've still got another four holes to come in the next week or so. Um, some of those holes were really step off to the south, um, just to test if that lens still goes to the south. So we'll see if, the, if that's the case or not. Um, but certainly I think, you know, we should see some, some nice grades still in the next four holes to come. And at the end of the program, we'll probably stick another couple of holes in, in that region as well after these more regional holes, as, as you've said. Yeah, and the good thing about drilling on nickel sulphides is you can pretty well see it in the rock chips as it comes out. Oh, that's certainly the case, yep. Um, obviously, Campbell-style mineralisation, you, you will get sulphitic um, sediments and you will get that those massive sulphides that aren't nickel-bearing, so that's a, a little bit of a red herring visually, but certainly logging the chips. And we do have portable XRFs on site as well. That certainly gives a good indication of, of when you're onto the nickel sulphides. So your program, I think, from memory was like 3,500 metres and you're still drilling on some regional geophysical targets that you've identified. How's that going? Uh, it's going well. Like I said, we're, we're, we're about two-thirds of the way through the program. We had a few delays, I guess, with some of that rain from the, from the cyclone tail end that, that went through the gold fields and dumped a lot of rain, um, but progressing well. Um, certainly we, we are in looking at, at maintaining this rig on site um, for the foreseeable future. So um, drilling's going well. Obviously, these Greenfield targets are pretty exciting mag highs. I'm really mm -hmm. keen to see what they they involve there. But it is very much Greenfields. Most of them have never seen a drill hole. So it's really about getting that, that geological information, assessing that ultramafic package, um, you know, all the right elemental characteristics in that basal flow in particular, and that all-important football contact. So pretty exciting drilling um, and looking forward to what we, what we can see there. It's amazing that no one else has, has done this before, um, Aidan. I mean, is, it, was, is this because of the new geological interpretation or they, they found this high-grade, you know, 3% 3, 3 nickel ore body and thought, fantastic, we don't need to do any more and just stop looking? Or what was the story? Um, I think it's a bit of both, to be honest, and it's a case of the whole Norseman Maluna Greenstone belt. I think, you know, a lot of the companies had larger land packages, and when you really do get a good hit, I guess you, it's it's natural to focus on that, that one um, hit, I guess, and develop it and see how big it is and, and turn it into a mine, and often these these other good targets get left behind because you're focusing on that, on that one that you've found. So I think it certainly is a bit of that case, um, and often... 
Again, it's the modern day exploration. We certainly do downhole EM on all of our holes. It's really your best friend for looking for massive nickel sulfides. And certainly EM in particular has come a long way in the last five years, much less 15, 20 years ago. Um, so we, we, we really rely on our downhole EM on all of our exploration holes. And we also have a ground moving loop EM survey plan from the PN to start in March, which would really will be pretty critical, I think, and, and really expect to see some nice plates come from that. So you've said that what you're going to do now with some of these holes you've drilled is to do the downhole electromagnetics and then come back and drill some more around those discovery holes that you've made here. How, uh, what, how much drilling would be required, do you think, now to get to a, uh, an initial uh, resource over this new mineralisation? Um, I don't think a lot of drilling. Uh, the crown pillar itself at, at the Nepean um, mine, so the remnant Jork 4 resource, I guess, that's there. The crown pillar's been quite well drilled out and obviously being so shallow, yep. it's pretty quick to drill out and, and probably go straight to an indicated, if not measured, resource. So not a whole lot of drilling required to fill that gap and, and bring that at least that open pit scenario into indicated or better. Um, certainly the downhole EM, it's, it's our exploration model. We get that all important geochemistry from the from the assays from the, the drilling and we get that all important downhole em surveys we generate the next lot of targets and and we move the rig straight onto them so that's certainly the case for the exploration the regional targets so nickel is very much a, an electric vehicle lithium ion battery uh, uh, program at the moment along with uh, you know copper which is used in renewable energies and lithiums and graphites and and of course the nickel is really uh, one of the main drivers in um, in these lithium-ion batteries going forward and I think that's why we've basically seen the price of nickel double from just over four dollars to uh, sort of heading on to nine dollars at the moment and so uh, it seems like there's more to run there at the moment. Uh, most definitely, and that's certainly what we're we're working towards. I mean, and that's why we're very much focused on high grade clean nickel sulfides. It's all about that battery market um, and that class one nickel that's needed to for the battery requirements, the battery demand. Um, certainly, nickel price as a whole has come come up nicely, and as you said, sitting over nineteen thousand US dollars a ton at the moment, um, and fully expecting to see that magical twenty thousand plus in the, in the near yeah. future. But it's all about that medium to long-term demand that that is the battery and that EV disruption that's that's certainly coming um, and I think we very well may see that class one and class two nickel actually separate into two different commodity pricing um, so we're very much focused yep. on that large supply deficit that's forecasted because of the battery market. Yeah and um, the cobalt price has also doubled is there any cobalt associated with the ores at um, mineralization at Nepean? Uh, there's Almost always cobalt mineralisation associated with these Campbell-style uh, deposits. Yeah. Uh, very little historic sampling for cobalt at Nepean, so that's something we will have to address if we if we include cobalt in our resource estimates. Um, certainly, yeah. our, our other deposits have have good co cobalt um, grades that we fully expect to see some cobalt credits if the price maintains its, its high point. And uh, so, Aidan, you've also spoken about the Leinster. Program and I think that's due to kick in 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 uh, March sometime. Three thousand meter program. We're looking at nickel copper there in the Leinster area. 
Yeah, that's correct. Pretty exciting, the old Leinster project, certainly around the Horn. We did some drilling in the December quarter last year. Uh, really proved up that the Horn, again, is it's shallow, thick, high-grade, massive sulphides there within 150 metres from surface, over 500 metres of strike, and a really homogenous, massive sulphide ore there with, as you said, up to 0.5, copper, percent copper consistently, and also some good PGA grades there. So um, certainly looking to develop on that. I think the really exciting part of, of the Horn is that we, we showed the mineralisation is very well defined, um, by the magnetic anomalies that are in the in the region, um, so the horn is well defined around one ellipsoid magnetic high, but there's certainly another four or five of those ellipsoids to long strike to the northwest and another two or three to the southeast. So, very excited to get drilling into those magnetic highs, and and I fully expect to see um, some more nickel sulfides and some new discoveries along that trend. If you were to find uh, mineralization that. Uh, would be commercially mineable. Is that also a potential feed into the nickel concentrator and smelter? Yeah, most definitely. Yep. Uh, so we are talking with BHP. We have an existing offtake agreement on our science project, which certainly, I guess, gave us the platform to continue discussions with, with BHP. Um, and they've indicated to us that certainly all three of our projects are obviously you know, high-grade nickel copper sulfides, shallow at depth, so we can really progress them and fast-track them as required as the nickel price climbs, um, and all three are within trucking distance of, of, of their plants. So certainly a, a, an attractive ore to BHP as well. And, you know, it's, I think they're emphasising they need more low magnesium concentrates to offset the, uh, the cons that they get from further north uh, that they own themselves. That's correct. So um, we're certainly looking at the data. As such, we haven't done any specific MET testing, but certainly the assays that we get back from all, our, all of our drilling certainly indicate that we do have the right ratios that, that they're looking for. So, Aidan, it, it may well be that you'll be running two programs that overlap if you continue to drill at Nepean based on the, the strong results you've had so far that the Leinster will or will the Leinster program be pushed out or will they just just continue to do two programs side by side? No, that's correct. We'll start them side by side. Um, we've got we've yeah. got the funds, we've got the people, we've got the rigs, so we're pushing forward um, and being aggressive as possible and certainly any sort of discovery intersections along strike or on these more greenfields magnetic targets then we'll, we'll even get, you know, another three or four rigs and, and really go hard at them. That's good. Get those geologists working, get the whip out. So <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've also got the Saints project and you talked about this North Kalgoorlie project where you have a smaller program uh, sort of scheduled to start up later in the uh, in the sort of June quarter. Uh, what's the program there? So again, the Saints we really focused on for the first 12 to 18 months of, of our nickel sulphide acquisitions. It's obviously our most advanced resource being a Job 12 compliant resource and it's our largest resource. So over 21,000 tonnes of contained nickel at a high grade 2%, which is actually one of the highest grades uh, resources on the ASX currently. So really for that reason, we could see that there's so much potential at Saints. Um, and the other main thing obviously there is looking for that feeder channel mineralisation that the vast majority of these Cambalda style commodity nickel deposits have within this movement of Luna Greenstone Belt and thus far at Saints it hasn't been found. So really high potential to find that feeder channel to this nickel rich system at Saints, this high grade uh, nickel rich system. And certainly that's where you're going to get 
a, a really significant increase in both tons and grade for any resource estimate. Um, so it's been that that's been our game there. We've certainly done a, the grunt work geologically and relogging all the historic holes and doing a lot of air core to really define that basal ultramafic lava flow and that all important footwall contact. Uh, through that process, we've identified at least six new channels in, in that system. And it's really a case of systematically working through those channels with drilling programs to try and vector in on that feeder channel mineralization. It may be that it, it lies at depth below below the existing St Andrews and St Patrick's channels, um, but we're certainly taking the shallow approach first and, and seeing what we can see along strike. Oh, you do the easy things, and it sounds like you've done the sort of low-cost, sort of geophysical, geochemical type analysis, and then uh, with any holes that you drill, you could also do the downhole electromagnetic to see if there's anything that looks good off to the side. That's 100% correct. Yep, we followed. We had some... Uh, very experienced nickel sulfide geologists working as consultants with our team. Uh, we currently have Rocky Osborne, who famously found Rocky's reward. Um, he's on a retainer with us and, and that brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to our geological team. So certainly through that experience and having done it all before, um, that's exactly the, the model exploration template that we're following. You've got to love a geologist whose no nickname is Rocky. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Aidan, uh, during over uh, since we last spoke, uh, you've had quite a few of your options that were well in the money um, exercised, uh, which has put um, one point three million, I think, into the tin. What What's your current uh, treasury look like, and what's the budget for the rest of this calendar year? Yeah, that's correct. So, being having increased the share price quite significantly over the last six months, that's certainly brought those options into play. Um, so we still actually have just under 40 million of those options, so the 10 cent strike, and they expire in November this year. So effectively, there's another $4 million we could expect to see come into the kitty in the next eight to nine months. And we, having paid for January and February, we're sitting still on just under $4 million in, in the kitty as is. So uh, certainly around about $8 million, um, cash we, we, we have or, or expect to have, and uh, yeah. Expiration budget for this year is about six million, and that's including January and February that have already been paid for. So, very well funded to really go hard. We've we've got budgeted work programs, as we said, a, a focused stream of drilling on the expiration targets, those greenfields, blue sky targets, and a focused stream of drilling on the resource and near resource uh, drill outs, if you like, at all three projects. Uh, so, very aggressive programs for the next 12 months um, but as I said we're, we're well funded to do that and we have the people to do that so we're doing it. So that's quite exciting you're going to be going pretty hell for leather on those three projects and at Nepean uh, you're 80% you've got uh, likely to have a new 20% partner there in Lodestar which will be I think quite a positive for the whole project as well. I, I think so too it's certainly um, Goldfellas have, have brought us the opportunity, if you like, for, for the Nepean acquisition and have been a great partner thus far. But being a public company, I think that just adds that extra depth of, of knowledge and experience yeah. and the ability to raise funds and really push hard at it. Yeah, no one likes to see a, a private company as, as a partner. I think with, when both are listed, you know, you've got that exposure from both companies and you can sort of value it in the uh, share price as well. That's correct. And also that transparency, I think, is, is welcome. 
So, Aidan, that's uh, very exciting. I'm, uh, I think by July you're going to have a, a very different or a more advanced story to tell on all three of these projects. So I look forward to having you back in and talk to the Stockhead uh, listeners and subscribers um, and we can uh, update on the, uh, the amount of rocks you've got in the ground and when you can start shoveling them over to BHP, earning some dollars. Sounds very good, Peter. Looking forward to it. Okay, thanks for coming in today. Great, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having us.